Droppe Gaming Droppe Gaming Droppe Gaming Droppe Gaming Hello everybody. Did I get it right that time? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 54 of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. It's Susie here taking over hosting duties for this episode. Uh, I'm also, yet again, joined by Matt. How are you, Matt? I'm good, I'm good. We are the stalwart Drop Bear Gaming Podcasters. <laughs> um, Lucas gets an honorary mention. Uh, if he's is he still alive? Yeah, he's. I actually ran into him the other day. He's looking. <laughs> he's looking very fit. He's he's taller than me and he weighs less than me now. So I'm very fucking annoyed. <laughs> But um, yeah, he's he's a bit busy at the moment. Yeah, life things happening for him. So damn life getting in the way of podcasting and Jeez. video games. Right, you got yeah. to prioritize. I know, I know, but it looks like we have our priorities right, at least, to uh, get the show on the road, exactly. as they say. <laughs> so, uh, for episode 54, we are on the eve of one next-gen console finally dropping in Australia, at least, uh, and uh, quite literally, I probably will drop mine when I walk out of the store. Because I tend to do things like that. Um, It is, as we record, it's Wednesday night, which means it's Wednesday the 20th, which means the Xbox One's in two days. And there's nine days until the PS4. Yes. It's very exciting times. It is. It's it's like Christmas, but a a month before Christmas. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I'm fired. Um, But there are midnight launches tomorrow for the Xbox One. Uh, I have successfully paid for mine in full so uh i guess i look like one of those dickheads with uh uh what what did you call them on the last episode the fast pass is that what uh quick pass oh the quick pass yes um i have one of them but um i uh i i can't take a sick day on friday it's too suspicious so um i'm gonna get mine at on friday at lunchtime and then I'll gloat to you about how I've got a next gen that hopefully works <laughs> at you for another week, Matt. That's all right. I don't mind waiting for the superior product. <laughs> I was waiting for that to uh, finally sneak in at, at some point. I think I think our rivalry's been pretty um, kind of healthy in the last maybe two years. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish I um. Was getting an Xbox One as well because they're pretty fucking awesome. I think both both systems are exceptional from the way things are looking. Yeah. Although it's still early days to pass comment on the Xbox One, but from what I've seen, um, obviously because the PS4 launched in America last week, so there's been a fair bit of coverage about it. But yeah, um, what yeah. I've seen of the Xbox One, it looks pretty fucking slick. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed that. Um The Xbox One has a smooth launch, uh, like you said before, unlike previous launches. Uh, <laughs> no red so, rings um, in sight here. <laughs> uh, I haven't. I, in all honesty, the last time my Xbox actually did red ring was uh, three years ago. 
So uh, I've had I've had pretty good luck, and I hope that luck continues uh, with next gen. Hopefully, oh, if my fucking PS4 doesn't work out of the box, I'm in a fucking headbutt someone because <laughs> I booked that day off oh. for on annual leave. So if I'm sitting there like a fucking fool with a brick in my hand, I'm gonna get a brick and put it through <laughs> a fucking window. <laughs> Make sure it's uh, not your phone either. No. Make sure your phone's okay. So, um, Matt, you actually just recently put a review up on the site. Uh, you finished Beyond Two Souls. Is that pretty much going to be your last game for this generation? Um, potentially. Okay. It's hard to say because I think there's still games going to be coming out for this gen over the next year or two. Or mm-hmm. a few years anyway, yeah. Because they've both both Xbox and and Sony have um, said that they are planning on supporting them further. Mm-hmm. I know Castlevania Lords of Shadow too. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's coming out on next gen. I think it's current gen only. Yeah. And I'm pretty yeah. keen for that. So I'm sure there'll be one or two, but it definitely is the last one before my PS4 arrives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, since the last recording and since writing your review, have you got anything else about Beyond Two Souls? <clears throat> yeah, so in the last episode, I was kind of harsh on it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> to be fair, I hadn't really given it a fair go. So after I, we posted that episode, I decided to finish it and get my review up. Mm-hmm. And I turned out liking it in the end. So yeah. that was nice. It... um. I won't go into it too much because there's a review up. If you want to hear about the game, go read the review. But um, it's actually pretty decent. I didn't think I'd like it because I it didn't grab me at the start. Obviously, that's why I was fucking beating the shit out of it last week, <laughs> last episode. <laughs> and like I wasn't into Heavy Rain, so I was a bit like, oh, yeah, more of the same. But um, no, it turned out to be quite good. In the yeah. second half of the game, at least. Yeah, cool. So, hmm. Excellent. Well, yeah, I probably... so that's on the site. People can read that. Yeah, go and, go and read his review. It was... I, I really liked it, actually. I thought... I, I actually read the whole thing and thought, hmm, you almost have me convinced to, to play it, but, you know... <laughs> you don't even have a PS3 anymore. Uh, at the time of recording, I do, but that probably will change very soon. So, yes, I uh, I did sell my PS3. Um, not I, I want to clarify because I think some people were confused with uh, what I was doing last week because I, I I did say I sold my PS3, which is true, and then I had a bit of a debacle with trading my old old Xbox. I actually had two. Uh, 360 Slims, ah. and um, I think people thought I was trading the PlayStation in towards the 360 or uh, the, the, the Xbox One. one. Yeah, the yeah. X-Bone. The X-Bone. Um, so I sold the PS3 to a friend and I traded in my spare Slim, so they were two separate transactions, so to speak. But um, Did you save when you traded? Oh. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, I guess particularly on this podcast, we, we love to trade and save or trade and save or whatever it is. But, I fucking um, literally never, ever trade anything in. 
Um, I I did actually laugh when I looked at my receipt afterwards, and I got three dollars for an unopened Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three That's bucks more than it was worth. Probably. Um, did all right on that one. <laughs> um, so okay, I I went in on the Thursday to put my deposit down on the Xbox One uh, just to make sure that I, I did get a copy at launch and not, you know, leave it last minute and they didn't have any left and whatever else. So, yes, I went to EB because it's downstairs from my office. So, I figured for convenience that would be the best bet. And so, first of all, uh, going back to the last episode and I bought – uh, huh. I bought uh, Call of Duty Ghosts on the 360 and he gave me a card and said, when you get your Xbox One, here is a card. It's a $10 upgrade for the Xbox One version. You just hand in your 360 copy and pay 10 bucks." And I went, okay, sweet. So when I... So they gave you a card for it. Yeah, it's got a code on it. So I basically just have to take the card... With the code, pay ten bucks, and then they give me. Um, well, well, I didn't know at the time if it was actually a digital copy of the game that I downloaded to the new console, or they physically handed me a copy. So, um, and that seems to have been a, a worldwide uh, deal. I know it, it, it's happened in the states, and um, yeah, I've just I've been seeing it on Twitter and other people talking about it. So I went, oh, you know, that's that's pretty good. You know, that's that's quite fair, I think. Mm. Um, and so anyway, I, when I put the deposit down on the console, I said to the guy working there, you know, um, is it a digital code that you give me and I download it or is it a physical copy of the game? Because, um, I'm a bit OCD about my Call of Duty collection. All of them are in the steel cases. Um, I tend to get not the standard, but I think, you know, the limited or hardened edition of them Um, because, yeah, they kind of look neat, I suppose, on the shelf. And he goes, oh, no, that's that's for PS4 only. (laughs) And he goes... And he goes to the manager, oh, that's right, isn't it? And the manager just nodded and kept walking. And I went, what the fuck? And I bought the 360 version on the Tuesday, and here I am putting my deposit in on the following Thursday. So I'm outside of EB's seven-day return policy. Um, I wasn't even going to get ghosts on the 360, but I figured, you know, I, I would have anyway. And because they said I only had to pay $10 more to get the Xbox One copy. So I sort of thought, well, he's telling me it's PS4 only. The manager's saying it's PS4 only. There's nothing else I can really do at this point. Um, But then the guy says to me, you know, you can trade your console in uh, towards the next gen only until Saturday and get 50% extra trade value. (laughs) Trade and save, I guess. So I thought, yes, sir, I will trade and save. And so I got... And, you know, bear in mind, he said, you do have a 250 gig hard drive. I said, yes. And he goes, excellent, bring them in. So I basically, it's about a kilometre walk from my house to the train station. So I've got a bag full of games and the console running up to the train station Friday morning to go to work. Uh, I take it down on my lunch break where it's just packed. And um, 
even when I lined up at the counter, um, I don't know, they got some trainee girl and she comes up to me and she goes, oh, is there anything you need assistance with? And I said, no, I've just brought my console in to trade in towards um, the Xbox One. And she goes, oh, okay, well, yeah, just queue here and they'll be with you shortly. And I'm like, no shit. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on? And um, I have to tell you, it was the most awkward conversation I've had in EB. And I've had a few good ones in the past. But the guy that served me, I just, I wanted to run out of there so quickly. Um, basically, he says, oh, so do you have the controller for this? And I'm like, well, no, it's not in the bag. So no. And he goes, well, we don't accept trades unless you have the controller with it. And I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. FYI. I'm like, they didn't tell me that yesterday when I came in and he's like, Oh, oh, well, I'll, I'll have to ask the manager if we can make an exception. And I'm thinking, Fucking, it's just a controller, like as if you don't have a billion of them pre-owned sitting somewhere that you could just yeah throw one in. It. Yeah, and um, he's like, oh, you know, we'll allow it this time, but you know, um, we'll take ten bucks off the the trade value. And he's like, oh, so are you going to get an Xbox One? And I'm like, uh. Yeah, that's that's why I brought the damn thing in, you know? It's, it was just It was just such a fucking ridiculous experience. Um on the plus side I got $135 credit towards the X-Bone. How much? 135. That's all you got for the fucking thing with the 50% extra. Yeah. What a fucking ripoff! <laughs> um, and yeah, it was a it was a slim. And I, you know, I remember when they came out, they were like pretty much the same cost as an Xbox One. So yeah, so oh well, I guess technically, you know, I got 138 um, because of Duke Nukem Forever. Um, they wouldn't accept my copy of Mortal Kombat on the PS3 because it was a multi-region game. <laughs> Oh, I was ready to scream by that point, um, but uh, not yeah. worth it. No, it's um, pretty much my last shopping experience with EB. Um, I think, um, and then um, what was sort of ironic, I suppose, at the time of that is because I paid it off in full. They gave me the limited steelcase edition of Call of Duty Ghosts for the Xbox One because I paid off my pre-order early. <laughs> I've got two fucking copies of COD Ghosts. <laughs> well, they just threw it in. Yeah, they go, oh, well, because I only ordered the normal. Well, I didn't even know what, what copy I was getting because I didn't know if it was – I was just going to pay 10 bucks and get and get Ghosts mm. on the Xbox One. So I didn't know what, what it was going to look like. And um, he said, oh, because you've paid it off, you get the hardened edition or whatever. So I've got two fucking Steelcase games, or Call of Duty Ghost. And from my last experience on the last episode, when I traded in Battlefield 4, you know, I only got 40 bucks for it. So I thought, 
oh, shit, am I only going to get $40 for this steel case edition on the 360? You know, but um, I think I got a a small victory, though, because I rang them and said – I explained to them the situation. I said, you know, I always sold this 360 copy because I was told it would be 10 bucks more. And I think Xbox World or one of those websites pretty much said, yes, um, it's a $10 upgrade. Mm. And I'm thinking that totally contradicts what EB have said. And I thought, can EB just chop and change? But they explain that it's a Microsoft Australia issue. Microsoft Australia were not honouring the ten dollar upgrade, and that's why. Um, Fucking but, bastards! Yeah. So. Um, Whereas the PlayStation's got it with like six games. Mm. I don't know. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. No, it doesn't. So confusing times. Um, I think I'm going to trade and save on my sanity and say, EB, I am never shopping in your stores ever again. <laughs> and if the only I had... thing I like about them is their seven-day return policy because most places, once you've opened it, you don't – they're real pricks about returns. Yeah. So, oh, I, I agree. Yeah. But Who's got I've... time to finish a fucking game in seven days? Exactly. Exactly. I, I know I don't, but, um, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on next-gen, whether it's your happy PS4 or um, the Xbox One. Well, speaking of EB, I rang them today. Oh. I said, I said, oh, do you guys do price? Because they do price match as well, which is handy because if you find it cheaper somewhere else, you price match with EB and you get the seven-day return thing. True. Which is cool. But anyway, I was like, oh, do you price match with um, pre-orders for the next-gen games? Mm. And they're like, um, as long as it's within 10 minutes drive of us or some fucking shit. I'm like, I've heard this. I'm like, yeah. JB Hi-Fi have a f- all their next-gen games for 80 bucks and you have them for 100 so I want a fucking price match. And they're like, oh, yeah, as long as it's not... Um, oh, there's all these fucking terms and conditions. They're like, oh, as long as it's not like a, a pre-order-only offer. I'm like, why the fuck would it be? <laughs> They're undercutting you by 20 bucks. They're not just going to do it on fucking launch day. You guys are fucking getting schooled by these guys. And then they're like, oh, and as long as the store has it in stock. And I'm like, well, if it's a pre-order, they don't have it in stock, do they? (laughs) And she's like, oh, nah. But it's all right, because you'll be picking it up on launch day. I'm like, obviously. So, yeah. The only reason I'm doing that is because... um, I pre-ordered my PS4 through EB. They've got a midnight launch, which I'm going to, because like I said, I've got the day off for annual leave. And um, I might as well pick up some games while I'm there. Not that anything's looking fucking very good, particularly. I'm more interested, actually, in the PSN titles, come to think of it, because, like, um, it'll be, like, Flower, for instance. Flower's coming out on PS4, and apparently that looks fucking amazing, because it's like... Flower, but with the next gen of graphics and all the physics and everything. Oh, yeah. It looks fucking amazing. The textures would be a bit more defined and and like all the grass physics, like the grass when you, when you, um, you know, there's those moments where there's like an explosion outwards and all the, all the grass bends over. Mm hmm. Yeah. Apparently on the PS4, instead of it being like 
a synchronized fucking image of it all bending over. Each grass blade has its own physics. Mm. So it, mm. and this like all the lighting's all heaps better and everything. So there's that. Then um, obviously with PlayStation Plus you get Resogun and Contrast, which are two um, digital only games. Uh-huh. Which are I think Resogun's by the people who made Super Stardust. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, a twin stick shooter. This one's not a twin stick shooter, but it's from the same people, and it's fucking apparently it's one of the best games coming out on the PS4. Yeah. Like at launch, because apparently Killzone's not that great, and Knack is apparently fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which sucks. And then all you've got after that, because Drive Club was delayed, Infamous Second Sun doesn't come out until f- March. Right. Okay. The only things other than that are third-party games. So, but you get contrast. Contrast looks pretty interesting. It's like a you play as this girl who's like a three-dimensional character, and then you swap from being her to being her shadow and moving along in a two-dimensional. Oh thing. yes, yes, I've seen that. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's free with PlayStation Plus for PS4 users, and you need PS Plus for for online multiplayer anyway, so uh-huh. that's going to be pretty cool to play that. And um, all the like the thing about Flower is it's cross-buy, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so okay. if you own it already on PS3, I'm pretty sure you get it for PS4. I know that's the case with a few other games. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of free-to-play stuff as well if you have the internet, which I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah. I have to say... Uh, part of selling the PS3, I, I was actually kind of sad that I wouldn't have access to playing Flower because that pretty much was one of those uh, PSN exclusive games that I actually really, I really enjoyed that game. It was just, it was just really zen mm. playing it. Um, it would be an awesome Vita game. Is it on the yeah. Vita? Yeah, um, in America, it came out on the PS4 and the Vita at the same time. Okay. But obviously, the PS4 is not out here yet, but I'm, and the the release date. There's a fucking huge difference in the release dates between the US PSN store and the Europe one. Like sometimes a game comes out in US, and it doesn't come out on the European, which Australia is part of the European PSN store, doesn't come out on the European store for like fucking six months sometimes. So I mean, I'm hoping that Flowers on PS4 at launch, it fucking would want to be. Yeah. And if that's the case, then hopefully it's on the Vita as well because that would be quite cool. Yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty awesome to play on the Vita. Um, just being able to sort of chill out and mm. tilting away and blowing in the breeze. <laughs> I've actually I'm really keen to get my hands on the controller, like cause, so Xbox One has the um they have the new vibration in the triggers. Uh-huh. And I've been hearing a fair bit okay. about that. Yeah. So what they've done is instead of the whole controller having vibration, like the current gen, mm-hmm. they've got separate little fucking vibration doobah wikis <laughs> inside the triggers. So, for example, you're playing four to five, right? Yeah. You accelerate and you your car revs out because uh-huh. you're accelerating you don't change gear and you feel a vibration through the acceleration trigger. Yeah, right. And then if you slam on the brakes too hard, your ABS kicks in and you feel the vibration of the ABS 
like as if you know when you hit your brakes in a car, yeah. you feel the ABS. The same kind of feeling, but coming through your trigger finger. Oh shit! And it, it's like that sounds like that's what the next gen really should be about. Like you know, all these new little innovative things to immerse you more. Mm. And then you've got like on the apparently the PS4 DualShock 4 controller. I've been hearing is like just far and away so much better than the DualShock 3. Okay. Like in terms of um, reactivity, uh, react- what am I talking about? Responsivity. <laughs> Responsivity, is that even a word? Responsive. Uh, I don't, I don't know. know, whatever, you know what I mean. Like, oh man, it's. I can't wait to get my hands on the controller. I can't wait to see the UI of the PS4. Yeah. Like I can't wait to see the Xbox One. I've seen the Xbox One, but I like on my own TV when I finally get one. I can't yeah. wait to see it, and um, I just want to because as much as I love the cross media bar on PS3, it's fucking old and it's slow, mm. and I'm very much looking forward to seeing what PlayStation have for us in the PS4. So mm-hmm. fuck yeah, Gene, <laughs> and like next year. Like so, we've got all these launch games. Rise on the Xbox is fucking embargoed until like I think it's at least till tomorrow, if not launch day. Yeah. Which is never, ever, ever a good thing. No, it's a, that's a bit of a risky thing to do. Like generally, they don't do that unless they don't have confidence in the game. Yeah. And so that worries me because obviously you want your launch titles to be good. As a consumer, you want to be able to have options, which is why I'm disappointed that Knack and Killzone are getting kind of dodgy reviews. Like, um, Knack, I think is like, I don't even know, on Metacritic, it's probably at like a fucking 60. Mm-hmm. I know IGN Jeez. gave it like a 5.9, and IGN fucking love PlayStation, so it's like, if they're giving a shit review, I'd looked at... Um, Killzone, I think, is only like a 74 or 75 on Metacritic. Whereas okay. on, on the Xbox, you've got... Uh, four to five, obviously, is like how fucking much do they need to... They would have to like be completely stupid to fuck that game up. Mm. It's the same. Like, it's... <laughs> you know, it's a racing game. <laughs> mm. You just add new shit to it. You don't fucking change what already works well. And so there's that. Mm. Um, uh, it's true. It's true. You know, there's like Dead Rising is kind of more Dead Rising. <laughs> so it's it's kind of disappointing from the, from the point of view of the launch titles. Mm-hmm. But um, I really think, and also because like even third party stuff, yeah. It's so held back by the fact that like for example Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag it come that came out on the current gen as well. And so mm-hmm. during the development process needing to have it work on and be the same product on current gen systems yeah. really is detrimental to the next gen version. Yeah. So what I'm really looking forward to is um to see what comes out next year and the year after. Mhm. Because they're really, that's when even cross-platform stuff is going to be like, um, like cross-generation stuff, I think, is going to be 
considerably better on the on the next gen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think unless you're like hard out super fan, I don't think there's really a need to um to be getting these systems straight away unless you like are fucking super keen to see the new UIs and stuff like I am, but pff, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I only it was it was kind of in a way, it was sort of like my combined Christmas birthday present uh, for myself mainly, but also it was it's to pretty much keep me happy because I'm not I'm not going to try and spend as much money sort of in the future. So it's my last hurrah for for spending. Uh, so why not have something that potentially makes me lazier than what I am now with the the cross thing um what's it called where how you have like you can swap the screens so what like snapping i think they call it like snapping or something it's whatever whatever the picture in picture yeah yeah so i i just i just think it'd be really a, a really good experience i didn't get in back in 2005 2006 with the the last launch so um I don't know. I guess it would be pretty exciting. Um, but mm, really, when it, when it comes to launch titles, and I mean, I'm just taking a look at what was a launch title back for the 360. Um, I mean, it was pretty much NBA 2K6, Quake 4. Um, was there anything good? Not overly. There was Project Gotham Racing 3. Uh, Gun is on the list. Um Call of Duty 2 was there and Amped 3. So, I mean, launch titles aren't really – they're not all that significant at the end of the day. I mean, would you go back and play really any of those now? Well, let's see. Uh, the PS3, I think, had like nothing. Oh, Call of Duty 3. Oh, there you go. Uh, a couple of sports games and Resistance, the first Resistance. I remember playing the first Resistance. Yeah. I'm not going to list the rest because there was 12 and they're all fucking shit. And that's the way it is. So. Yeah. So I guess with launch titles as such, they're not, they're, they don't really seem to be that exciting. Back then, there was 18 in the US uh, and European countries had 15. So. There might have probably been more choice back then than now. But I think with the specs of both consoles, that's really opening the door for for gaming potential as I far think, as I'm concerned. I think there's way more. I think there's like 20 launch titles on the Xbox One, including all the – like because most of those ones on that list are probably third party. Yeah. Uh, true. True. Um uh, I've probably just been a bit too lazy to pay attention or... Well, Forza, Dead Rising, Rise, those are the exclusives. Then you've got Assassin's Creed 4, Battlefield 4, Call of Duty Ghosts, Just Dance, Lego Marvel Super Heroes, FIFA, Fighter Within, Madden, NBA. There's two NBA games, one from EA and one from 2K. Need for Speed Rivals, Zoo Tycoon, and Zumba. Oh, so, Zumba, yeah. Zumba, World, probably... Zumba Fitness World Party. 
<laughs> Shit, yeah. Three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, five, seven, eight. That'd be awesome. Actually, I... Oh, shit. No, I'm so going to have to 16. find it somewhere else. Okay. 16 retail titles for the Xbox One. And okay. less than that for the PS4. Oh, I suppose we got... um Coming out on the PS4 is, like, Injustice. I don't think that's coming out on Xbox One. No. So there's 5, 10... Oh, and Skylanders as well. I forgot about that for Xbox One, so that's 17. Okay. And there's 14 retail titles for the PS4. This is according to the EB Games website. As much faith as you want to put in that. <laughs> I think you're going to need to be vaccinated now that you've been to that site. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but that's the thing with the PS4. Like, they're really going for the digital, all the indie games and stuff. I watched a trailer for um, Octodad. <laughs> yeah, that thing that looks so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but um, that's what I'm looking forward to. Those kind of games, and yeah, remote play with the Vita. Not that I'll really probably use that very much because I don't share my TV with anyone. But it'd be good if I'm playing a game and I'm really into it, and I'm like, I want to go have a smoke or something. I can mm. <laughs> quickly swap to remote play. Head outside. <laughs> There you go. And then I hit a cutscene and I'm like, fuck, I really wish I was watching this on a big screen. <laughs> well, next to the uh, next gen, I guess what I'm looking forward to afterwards is when, when we record again, I think, and um, collect some thoughts about our experiences and, and all that fun stuff. So um, I guess, like you say, we'll wait and see how it is, whether it's a, a flawless victory with the new new consoles between you and me, I guess, with my X-Bone and your PS4. Sorry. I just like I like saying that, X-Bone. <laughs> it just sounds stupid. <laughs> um, so you played the Bioshock Infinite DLC? Yes, it's called... What is it called? What's that thing called? Burial at Sea. Uh-huh. It's set in Rapture. The same uh-huh. as the first two Bioshocks. Um, it, it follows Booker DeWitt and Elizabeth again, but it's uh, if you played Bioshock Infinite, you would know, spoilers, uh, there's like alternate parallel universes. And so this is an alternate parallel universe where Booker DeWitt is on Rapture mm-hmm. doing his fucking detective shit. And okay. Elizabeth is not locked in a tower. She rocks up and is like, oh, yeah, I need you to help me find this person. And the story progresses. It's quite cool. There's new... Yeah. There's a couple... There's a, at least one new gun, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's in Rapture. So all you fans of the original Bioshock games can be like, yay, Rapture. I don't really like Rapture. I prefer Columbia. More open space, outside color palettes and shit. But I guess because the original Bioshocks were like kind of dark and gloomy and moody. And then Bioshock Infinite set up in this Cloud City fucking place. It was a whole different kind of mood to it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's an interesting little DLC thing. It's only episode one that's out at the moment. And if you want it. Don't fucking just buy the DLC, buy the season pass because the DLC, I think, is like 20 fucking bucks. And the 
season pass is like 25 bucks. So, oh, really? Yeah. Jeez. So why the fuck would you buy the DLC? You know what I mean? <laughs> Plus, you get like some bonus weapons and shit for the main game. And there's another DLC thing called Clash in the Clouds that's like a some kind of shooting challenge thing. It's not really a story. It's more just a like challenge levels. Okay. And that's part of the season pass as well. So I haven't played that yet. I need to. It's uh-huh. been out for a little while, but yeah, so the season pass is fucking quality value there. For those yeah. of you who like that shit. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. You gotta you gotta oh, it's thirty score. bucks thirty bucks for the season pass. Not no score. No score. It's okay. fun. Play it if you like that shit. Twenty two dollars. <laughs> the DLC costs twenty two dollars separately or thirty dollars in the season pass. All right. So it's like, why the fuck would you not buy the season pass? Seriously. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Why the fuck would you not? Sony announced the new Uncharted is going to be coming to the PS4 next year, I think. Maybe next year? All they brought out was a teaser trailer, but fuck yeah. I love me some Uncharted. I'm very happy about that. Nice. And nice. Last of Us DLC as well, called <laughs> Left Behind. So I'll be playing that on my PS3. Not going to be all about the PS4. Um, <laughs> you play as Ellie with her friend Riley before the um, before the stuff in The Last of Us. It's set like a prequel thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's all cool. Right. You know, Matt, you kind of remind me of Mary Poppins' bag. You you start on a topic and then another game comes out and then another game comes out and then another game comes out. Oh, I'm just rolling through it so we can talk about <laughs> other shit. I don't know how long we've been going for. I think this might be a quick episode. Yeah, it's looking to be fairly quick. Uh, it's been like forty minutes, I guess. Well, it's. I think we're we're. Getting what have we got? Oh, uh, Call of Duty Ghost. Let's talk about that. Well, I was just about to just quickly mention that uh, there seems to be, uh, in regards to Fallout 4, uh, some progress this week. I think um, I read that um, Fallout 4, the copyright for it, has been organised by uh, Bethesda. Yeah, in Europe, the trademark or something like that. Sorry, yeah, the trademark, not copyright. Um, Yeah, yeah, so I believe from what it's hinting at, there will be some kind of announcement in December around about the 7th or the 10th in regards to the um, Mm. whatever Fallout 4 there is. Which conveniently happens to be exactly when the Spike VGAs are. There you go. So That's also another one, um, Tomb Raider. A new Tomb Raider from Square Enix. Square Enix. Okay. They, yep. um, some fucking store in, in in Europe or something, put up on their fucking thing, Tomb Raider Two or some shit. <laughs> and they're like coming to next gen, and then they were like, Square Enix were like, "Fuck, man, it's so hard to keep secrets." But um, we don't have anything <laughs> to say about it. But maybe if you pay attention to big gaming stuff that's happening. Big gaming fucking um, events happening at the beginning of December, which is the Spike VGAs, then you'll fucking know more. Mm. So, um, yeah, I feel like this... I'm not probably going to watch the Spike VGAs because fuck that shit, but um, <laughs> I, I think there'll be some pretty good announcements. Like, see, so what, we've got Fallout 4 and the new Tomb Raider. 
Yeah. I wonder what else. Probably they might show off more about Uncharted, maybe. Maybe not. Possibly. Um, it wasn't something to do with Skyrim. Oh, done. Elder Scrolls Online? No, not not the online bit. They um, didn't... Wasn't there like a Skyrim announcement that happened a while back, kind of like what may happen with Fallout 4? Didn't they sort of announce it around about the time of the Spike VGAs? I don't know. I can't remember like last week. Okay. So. That's fair. <laughs> well, that's at least some speculation anyway. Uh Anything to do with Fallout 4, whether it's true or not, kind of gives me that warm, fuzzy feeling all over. So, um, oh, I just want, I don't want to see what Bethesda do with the new systems. Bloody oath. Hopefully it won't be uh, so crash happy. Oh, um, my God. That's the best <laughs> thing about PS4. It doesn't have a self-processor anymore. <laughs> so Bethesda will actually be able to make fucking games for it that work. There you go. This should be good. Um, if it doesn't work on the Xbox One, but it works on the PS4. I may just need to buy one for uh, Fallout 4 goodness. So, um, I I did finish Call of Duty Ghosts on the weekend, the campaign. Um, so I think I might just say a few things about it. I was I was going to write something, and I've just decided not to really bother with it. So, How do you feel about Riley? I I really liked having Riley in the game um, because it was a really it, it was something different, and I guess when you kind of have a, a title that comes back year after year, it's nice to have a fresh element introduced to the mix. To I guess it's make un, it it's uncall of Judy ish. I'm sorry, no new elements allowed. <laughs> Like being un Australian, it's it's un un Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. Uh by the way, <laughs> listeners, Riley is the dog, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> um you to be perfectly honest about it, I wish that using Riley happened more because I think it's really one one uh chapter you use them a lot. And I think that's pretty much the bulk of it. And that's pretty much uh, taking control of him and seeing everything through his eyes and getting up and doing sort of stealth attacks and and things like that. So I kind of feel that a lot of the hype leading up to Ghosts was a bit false in that regard because I remember episodes ago – you saw that when the trailers came out and uh, even you commented on it by how good it looked, it's just very brief. And you kind of see him around, but uh, more or less as an NPC. Don't you get to play as him and you he'd like kill someone in a helicopter or some shit? Well, it's like one, one chapter. Uh. I would have hoped he would have been more um you would have had more to do with him because that was a that was a bit of a game changer I found with it. Um one thing I I kind of liked about it was that it wasn't completely FPS. You know, you got to do other things like roll around in a tank and um 
coordinate airstrikes and things like that, probably more so than you would have in previous titles. So mm. I kind of enjoyed that. Um, probably a little bit Battlefield-ish, a little bit, but it it kind of lost that Call of Duty feel doing things like that. I mean, they're usually in other games previously when you sort of, you know, uh, remember like the AC-130 segments in Modern Warfare 2 and, and mm. things like that. But I think those kinds of moments happen more frequently this time around, which was kind of cool. Uh, as far as the story goes, I mean, going from COD 4 to Modern Warfare 3, that as a trilogy overall kind of had the same characters going forward. Everyone got to know them, was excited to see them come back. In Ghosts, it's a brand new story, so that's kind of fresh as well. Um, but I got to the end of the game and I just went, okay, you know, uh, great. Ecology. Yeah, there's um, – I got the same feeling from playing it as I did watching the last season of The Walking Dead. Um, Wait, so the acting was terrible? <laughs> yeah, not much happens. Um, no, just the way it kind of ended, it's – and I'm not I'm really trying not to have you – know, I'm trying to keep it as spoiler-free as I can, but um, – it just – I just felt unfulfilled <laughs> with with the whole situation because I just mm. thought, here we go again. You know, there was nothing – it was very – it was a very cliched ending. I think that's the best way I can put it without saying too much. So, uh, read into it what you will, but uh, I felt it was cliched. Uh, it's something that's been seen before probably way too many times and it just sticks to that formula that's just not even interesting anymore, mm. really. Um, I did I, – there are moments of the game that I did like, um, particularly the environments – uh, that you find yourself in for some of them. Uh, I mean, being in space with the first mission was pretty cool, sort of floating around and... Makes no fucking sense. Uh, I, don't, I didn't care. I just thought, well, that's a bit different. I've never I've never fired a gun in space before. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone ever has. No, this is... Well, this is true. Um, Something to do with, like, physics. Yeah, I've... I remember reading something about it a long time ago, but yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> and also swimming around and um, lots of things. Actually, um, I guess if you liked Sharknado, you'd probably enjoy one of the missions. Does it have sharks coming out of tornadoes? Without the tornadoes. So there's just sharks. Well, it's not very Sharknado-ish then. <laughs> I wish it was. That actually, that's what they should have done. You know, they should have had Call of, Call Duty, of Duty sharks, torna- <laughs> Call of Duty tornadoes, <laughs> control the tornado and destroy the enemy's camp. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, fucking whatever. Did you yeah. play the Battlefield Force campaign before nah. you got to it? Nah, I didn't even go that far. See, who the fuck plays these games for their campaign? And then I hear people going, oh, the campaign in this game is shit. It's like, fuck off. Who the fuck buys Call of Duty or Battlefield for the fucking campaign? Are you serious? 
Like, yeah, maybe some people did for Call of Duty, but uh, seriously, that shit gets old because they do the same fucking thing over and over and over. Fast-paced. Oh, look. Oh, no. Set piece, set piece, set piece. Now something to make you feel. Oh, another set piece. Mm. Just play the fucking multiplayer. Fuck the single-player campaigns. This is not directed at you, Susie. This is directed at everyone. (laughs) It's directed at everyone. If you're buying these games for their single-player campaigns, you can fuck off. I will not. And I. this kind of is a bit of a throwback to last episode when we were talking about games with a good narrative. And I mentioned something on the original episode 53 that got trashed, um, which was that um, Call of Duty Black Ops, the first one, had a brilliant story. Mm. And... That was a fucking awesome campaign to play. Um, Bad Company 1 Bad and Company 2. was awesome. Yeah, they were good campaigns. Yeah, fair point. Um, Modern Warfare was good at first, and then it kind of... Similar, similar thing. You had moments that you could enjoy, but the, the package overall is not if- there... They're fucking short, though. So yeah. it's like you're not buying it for this six-hour or five-hour campaign, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Ghosts has 18 chapters in the campaign, which I thought was fairly decent. I thought um, there's there's definitely some replayability, I guess, maybe. It probably sounds like a good idea. Whether or not you do it, it's a different story. <laughs> um but, you know, in all honesty, I think why I never really bothered writing about it was because I kind of just forgot. I was I just forgot about things that happened in it. Nothing grabs you. No. Fantastic. Well, that's um, that leads to our question here. Yes. Thank you, Corey Dunn. Do games like Battlefield and Call of Duty need single-player campaigns? Whether they need it or not, I don't think it's a necessity to have it, but... I think it'd be handy, because not everyone likes multiplayer games, and... But... Like I said, you play this for the multiplayer. Well, I mean, you look at Mag, that was multiplayer only. um, Which did pretty fucking poorly, to be honest, unfortunately. Uh, well, the servers officially close, I believe, in January, or it's going to end. And um, there's still people playing it. <laughs> you oh, always yeah. get a game. It's it's pretty cool. Um, it attracted hardcore players. Mm. So, like, there's people who fucking love it. Mm. But um, it it wasn't a perfect game, I don't think. No. And that's why, you know, and plus... There's not going to be any other mags because no. Zipper are gone. Zipper Interactive or whatever they're called, they developed it. Gone in the wind. See you later. See, I reckon a next-gen mag would be awesome. I, I'd i probably be playing that over Battlefield or Call of Duty, to be honest, if it was next-gen, if they did it. I would. Well, that's the thing. They've got – there's all these options coming out for, like – Free-to-play stuff, like, for example, I think Planet Side 2, isn't that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming out on the PS4 right. in early 2014, and fucking Planet Side 2 is 
from what I've heard of of it on PC, it's fucking awesome. Mm. So, I mean, maybe that's the new mag. Yeah, could be. I mean, it's not mag, but it's... I don't know. I think I like the way that, that mag was designed, though, because it was really against... You basically had the three different factions. So there was sort of that... Uh, there was that choice, at least, with mm. with your own character and um, being able to set up your, your tree of what you wanted to do and um, weapons were faction-specific. And I, I guess it kind of had that sort of uniform feel to it, whereas um, Call of Duty and Battlefield don't really have that uniform approach. It's just, well, these are your unlocks, away you go type thing. You know, you... you pick what works for you, whereas the the factions kind of limit what you've got to use. They're all equally balanced, I think, but as far as what you choose, you know, you're not going to have the, um, the Sever faction and mm. was it Raven and whatever the other one was? We played Mag a long time ago, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I, yeah, I mean, I don't get in first-person shooters much, but it's it's good fun. And plus, like that's the good thing about the next gen as well: the fact that they're going to have sixty-four player multiplayer mm. on um, Battlefield Four, and I think on Call of Duty as well. It's yeah. like, oh, maybe not with Call of Duty. No, that that'd that'd be like that'd be a shitstorm. That would. <laughs> but like on Battlefield Four, sixty-four player. That's. Like, the more people you have, the better in a game like that. Uh, I I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And that's so. why Mag was good, because you could have 256 fucking people. Mm. And that is a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. And they're all basically going hammer and tong at each other. It was, it was yeah. great. That's I loved like it. war. Yeah. Yeah, that's sort of what it felt like. Um, I mean, look, don't get me wrong... I, I would still encourage people to at least give Ghosts a chance as far as the campaign is concerned. Um, the, the cinematics in between the chapters loading were actually really nicely presented. So I guess this, for that element alone for the narrative, it was kind of nice to get an understanding and um, watch it all play out from there. But um, it just, I, I think it just is really dependent on the game itself. So I guess it's like why does GTA and um, the, like I don't think G- Rockstar really need to do a multiplayer aspect like GTA 5 because I've, I've barely touched that online component. I think I played it for a day. I know heaps of people who are playing the fuck out of that game. Really? Mm. Yeah. Oh, they're into it. They are into it. And, by the way, if anyone logged in on GTA Online between some date launch, the launch of it and, like, last month or something. Yeah. Um, they gave everyone, like, $250,000 into their oh, GTA Online yeah, accounts yeah. to make up for all the fuck-ups in the servers and all that shit. So, if you logged in once and never logged in again... Um, you can log in and have you have money, which you can use to buy guns and shit, which is nice because it's really fucking shit if you don't have any money. But don't die, 
straight away because you lose all your fucking money. Oh, actually, I don't know. It's probably in your bank or something. Do, you, <laughs> do they? I'm pretty sure they have banks. I really need to play more GTA Online. Yeah. But I whatever. Mean, I'm yeah. too busy. Next gen. Next gen. That's what's important. I don't even care. If all I play is the fucking PS4 UI, I just like <laughs> flick between trophies and then like the PlayStation <laughs> Store and then back again and then maybe go to the settings section, have a flick through there. Oh, entertaining. Oh, sweet. Yep. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. I don't even care. I just want to do that. <laughs> oh, well, that's a, that's a very expensive way to... to I tell you what, I'm going to be playing a fucking shitload of NBA 2K14 <laughs> because, like, I'm getting Need for Speed Rivals and Assassin's Creed. Mm. And once, like, only the only reason I'm getting Need for Speed Rivals, I mean, it's got like an 84 on Metacritic, which is pretty fucking good. Okay. And um, I really want to have a racing game to try out and see what it's like. And um, it's like because. Xbox has Forza, but PS4 doesn't have shit. Although I saw a trailer f- or like in-game footage of Drive Club the other day, which is mm-hmm. the PS4 one that's going to be free for PS Plus users when it finally comes out. Yeah. And it fucking looks like amazing graphically. Yeah. Like they show. I was watching this and it it didn't have an intro or anything. It was just like a clip that the development team had posted. Mm-hmm. Just like a straight clip. And it looked like... I was watching and I was like, is this real? Like, it looked fucking real. It yeah, looked right. like from an inside view of someone driving a car around and it looked like it was real. <laughs> so it was fucking redonkulous. But um, <laughs> I just want to have a racing game to try out, so I'm getting that. And so I'm probably going to get the shits with that pretty quickly because mm-hmm. I'm not that into racing games. So I'll be like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, into it, into it, into it, and then be bored of it. Then I'll play through Assassin's Creed 4, put it down and never play that again. <laughs> and um, Knack and Killzone Shadowfall, I am pretty much going to go out on a limb here and guarantee that they are both free on PlayStation Plus by April okay. next year. Because PlayStation Plus, part of the deal is that every month there's a new PS4 game going to be free. And uh, I do believe that that is going to be, let's see, because right, the first one was supposed to be Drive Club. Mm-hmm. And that didn't work out because it was delayed. So they have Resogun and Contrast, which are both PSN games. Usually there's a retail game. Part of the deal is it's supposed to be a retail game for free, right? Yeah. So you've got Drive Club. April is what? Six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got December, January, February, March, April. Five months of PlayStation Plus. One of those is going to be Drive Club. I guarantee you one of them is going to be Knack. And probably one of them is going to be Killzone. If not then, then by fucking June it will be. Then you've got, what, maybe uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes? Yeah. That probably will be free. Um, oh, that's okay. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, or, or, not saying it's shit, I just don't think it's going to sell well. Mm. And um, that's, like, they're going to be in talks with people to get fucking free games for the PS Plus because this is the downside of offering something like that when you have no fucking games on the system. All these yeah. games that people are paying money for now, guaranteed, I'm fucking telling you, the exclusive games will be free by mid-next year. <laughs> I fucking guarantee it. Yeah? And they'll probably stay free for a really long time. Because if you look at the instant game collection on the PS3, um, 
or even on the Vita, the Uncharted on the Vita was free. It probably still is free. If not, it was for fucking ages. They kept it on there. So, like, yeah, there's... Don't buy these games unless you really want to fucking play them straight away because you'll get them for free. I guarantee it. Or you could just buy it from EB, smash it in seven days and get your money back. It's the only other way to do it. That's true. And you could probably do that with Knack and Killzone because I don't think their campaigns are that long. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to the indie games. I want more. I want my indie games. Mm. Okay. Well, hopefully for uh, our next episode, like I said, after we've spent a bit of time with the new consoles, we'll we'll throw in our two cents in even more and uh, see if it's still something you want to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking we should record like the Wednesday or Thursday after the PS4 launch. That yeah. seems good because I'm right. going to be like, that's... I'm going to be fucking constantly playing my PS4 for, like, that whole time up until then, except for when I have to go to shitty work. (laughs) I wouldn't expect anything less from you either. (laughs) Fuck yeah. PS4, etc. for life. That's what I was saying, NBA. I got sidetracked, but NBA, once those games, I get bored of them, all I'm going to have is NBA 2K14, which I've never played any NBA games before, and so it's going to be interesting. I'm going to have to learn how to play it. There you go. <laughs> like LeBron, James, that's a guy from basketball. Um, see, guys, I know about basketball. I know things. <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> Chicago Bulls. Seattle Supersonics. I heard that in a rap by Mac Lamore once. Wow. Um, yeah, I think your basketball knowledge is probably about as good as mine. <laughs> no, I used really? to collect basketball cards back when I was a kid. I know a little uh, bit, but I have never played any of the NBA 2K games, so uh, it's going to be a learning curve, that's for fucking sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a new experience. Um, well, I think that, well, it covers what I needed to to say this episode. What about you, Matt? Uh, I would. I had so much to talk about, and I forgot it all. So, uh, well, I covered most of it. I, what I really wanted to say was, don't fucking buy Killzone and Knack because they'll be free. I'm fucking guaranteeing these games will be free on PlayStation. <laughs> there you go. You get Matt's guarantee. Put so, a sticker on those games. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's that'll do. I think um, that'll that'll do just if, fine. If any of you out there are getting next gen consoles. Like, keep in mind that we're going to record after they've come out. So, why don't you send us an email or something or (laughs) letting us know what your fucking first impressions of it are. Yeah, if you've got a a next-gen anecdote you'd like to share with us, certainly uh, send us an email, podcast at dropbeargaming.com, Facebook slash dropbeargaming, dropbeargaming, one word, at Twitter. Also, if you open your console up out of the box and it's fucked, let us know about that too. Yeah. And we'll send you our most sincere condolences. And depending on whether it's an Xbox One or a PS4, either Matt or myself will probably laugh at you. Maybe. I wouldn't laugh. It, no. no matter what it was, <laughs> I'd be like, I feel bad for you, son. 
I got 99 <laughs> problems, but an Xbox <laughs> One. One. <laughs> that was the worst fucking thing I've ever said. You're didn't fired. Even make, it didn't even make sense. <laughs> I've got 99 problems and an Xbox One. <laughs> yeah. uh, probably, probably a good time to call it there. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining me, Matt, for episode 54, and thank you, listeners, for listening. I'm Susie, and I'm out of here. Yeah. See ya. See ya.